what up my guy what up, what up that is my go-to move at festivals for the record the finger guns the guns absolutely absolutely, you, absolutely. only to dnb or to everything that's so funny you brought up dnb i i mean i would do them to dnb but definitely i do them to dubstep like big time big time yeah yeah like excision's got the freaking gun i'm like up there firing away <laughs> like you're you're matching the the visuals like i do my best i do my best i'm always you know i'm just a second or two behind but like yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. no one can keep up with his visuals let's be real <laughs> no no whether you know whether you like him or hate him he's he's the king he's the king mm-hmm. of what he's got going on i mean i have um I have a buddy who was, we had seen Excision a lot last year in 2022. I will be very honest. We had seen him a lot, which is great. But I had a buddy who was just like, I've just seen him too much. I've seen him too much. Too much. That's what he was saying. And it was the funniest thing ever is he goes to Thunderdome this year and he's putting videos on his story and everything. And I saw I swiped up on one of them and I was like, I guess he's grown on you again, huh? And he was like, yeah. he's like, you know what? I hate this. I, I can't, I can't hate on it. I can't hate on the, the the fact that he puts on a show. I can't hate on it. And I was like, that's what I thought. <laughs> Dude, I mean, funny. like that Thunderdome setup looked larger than life. I mean, I went to 2022 and I was like, I was sad I didn't go this year. <laughs> yeah, really. I've never been. Uh, it is. I mean, yeah, I don't want it. It is. It, I mean, it's his premiere show for the year, so it's like it's him coming out swinging. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's got everything it wants, and they did a lot of different things this year than the previous years, which was fantastic. I mean, they did full production for all the opening acts too, or not full, but more production than they did last year. Last year, they only did a middle screen, no lasers, only lights. Oh. So that was a big complaint from you know people and whatnot. I think, and they heard that. Um, but then, yeah, the screen setup was crazier this year they had lasers on the side this it was yeah that's yeah no and like my point on my final point on an excision is that I always think you know when I see him at Lost Lands or like wherever he plays I'm like does he own all of this equipment I feel like he just has like a couple gigantic warehouses on either side of the continent like filled with LEDs and like freaking speakers and shit (laughs) I mean yeah that'd be that sounds expensive to always rent. Like it sounds like. Yeah. Very- well, when you're touring as much as him and like when you throw your own festivals and stuff, I feel like he probably owns the majority of that setup. I think he has to. Yeah. Because like he's come to a few small clubs. Like so here in Tampa, we have like the Ritz. And Ritz. yeah, you've been there, I think, actually. I, think I've been, been to the Ybor neighborhood. Yeah. But I've never it. been to the Ritz. Oh, I okay. usually go to TK when I'm in Tampa. Shout out TK. Shout out TK Lounge. It is popping off recently. The boys. It is my um one of my artists is playing there this Saturday. If y'all are around, I don't know when this goes live. Yes, but... <laughs> yes. I will be. Oh well, this will be past then when it comes out. <laughs> It'll be out so, yeah. by two days, three days. But I'll be there actually. So that's crazy. Oh my god, you're going this weekend? Most most likely, I'll I'll be most likely I will be there to Saturday. Super Ave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to look at it. Yes, most likely. Right. <laughs> you better send me videos. <laughs> if I go, I got you for sure. Um, well, hey, what have you been up to these times? So I looked back, for those who don't know, Chrissy here has been on the podcast before. I looked back, the last time you were on was episode 60, which was back in 2021. Okay. Which is crazy, crazy. Y'all were just starting out with Dubstep FBI. Things have really taken off. So let's do like a quick recap for some of those that have maybe haven't been following, maybe some that have, but regardless, I also want to know too. So mm-hmm. 
you guys have been killing it, at least from what I've noticed. You guys, Dubs of FBI is growing nonstop. I'm seeing TikToks. I'm seeing content. I'm seeing YouTube. And then you've also got mm-hmm. where you're helping, you know, pro- doing promo with some artists and doing events as well, which is huge. But fill me in on the other stuff or elaborate on some of those for us. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so as it relates to Dubs of FBI, I mean, the mm-hmm. biggest thing is that over the last few years, like we've really gone national slash international. You know, I feel like we started here and we had that footprint in Denver, Colorado, and that was our niche. But now we have like promoters across the country hitting us up. Like we have artists in other countries that we're doing mixes with. And I feel like we're finally like that go-to top of mind, first choice publication for dubstep artists to like help spread the word about what they're working on. So it's just been really fun. I feel like a lot of the projects that we work on too, like the grocery boys bash down in Arizona, that's coming up, like things like that are just really fun. And I finally feel like I'm comfortable with this brand and I feel very confident about it too, which is cool. Yeah, I mean, I think you guys picked, couldn't have picked a better time to get into like a dubstep publication. <laughs> I know, right? Like, it just like, it seemed to just explode, literally starting mm-hmm. in 2020. Like you guys were right there as it was picking up and it, it 100% it has grown. And as it has grown, you guys have grown with it. And yeah, I think you guys are one of those staple names. I mean, I have friends who are like, it's funny because I have friends that would be like, oh my God, like the dubstep of FBI, but I'm like, I'm in my head. I'm like, I know those people. Like, I know them. (laughs) You're like, I interviewed them first. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. I am the groundbreaking interviewer here. Yeah, (laughs) you were like the exclusive. (laughs) I wish I could say that. We're working on it. We're getting there. But um, so with that, you've got some collabs coming up. We're kind of what you were telling me that you kind of wanted to showcase a bit, get out there a little bit. So tell us some some of those that are coming out. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So the biggest one, I briefly mentioned it a minute ago, but it's the Grocery Boys Desert Mealy. And for anyone who's not familiar with the Grocery Boys, um, it's a collective of not just artists, but also video gamers. Um, They are content creators, just a bunch of like cool people who got connected via the internet and they all love like trench culture and heavy bass and stuff like that. And so they, they, they've thrown a couple shows before. If anyone knows Sweet Tooth, you know, Jay Moss, Black Jesus, those guys, um, this is kind of their collective. And they hit us up last month and they were like, Hey, we would be honored if Dubs of FBI would partner up with us on this Arizona show. And they announced a stacked lineup with like Genie, Al Ross, Artix and all of them. So it's going down in Mesa, Arizona on April 1st, which is going to be sick. That's sick. That's sick. You're making way down. Oh that's, yeah, that's dude. Kim. <laughs> so a couple of days before that, we get back from like a week in Miami for music week. And I'm just like, oh boy, oh. I'm going to have to leave town right away after that. <laughs> Nothing like back to back trips, honestly, though. I mean, right? at least, yeah, at least for me, I love travel. And I love all that stuff, which I think you guys do too. And it's, I mean, yes, yeah. it is nice to be home, but sometimes back to back is fun. It, it's, mm-hmm. it's fun. Yeah. Uh, two weeks though, I feel like is the max of back-to-back weeks like when you go that three or four week you're like exhausted by then I just want to lay in bed (laughs) like especially if it's domestic travel that's where I'm like "Eh, I'm good on domestic travel but international travel I could go forever (laughs) where have you got where you've all been internationally didn't you guys go to yacht week oh my gosh yeah so right after you interviewed us I think it was that summer we did the yacht week Croatia and it was like right so the country had opened like 30 days before that actually to tourism and so we were some of the only tourists in the whole country and yeah it was like a week-long thing where there were 11 of us sharing a catamaran 
And we were like slammed into this boat. It's basically a floating festival where you like sail around the Croatian islands with like 30 other boats doing the same thing. Right. And you all link up sometimes. And like mm-hmm. I saw like, some of the videos I saw was that like linking up out in the out in the water. Someone's playing on another boat, maybe yes. or out on a dog or something. Yeah. For real, that's yeah. insane. That is what a crazy experience. And is, were you, was that a, is that a week long? Yeah, so that I think it was like six or seven nights, but like by the sixth night, um, because we were gonna dock and then spend the night on the boat docked, but all of us were like, get us the hell off of this boat. <laughs> like we were about to kill each other and like we were all seasick and like hung over and stuff. <laughs> what uh you gotta have a, at least one story you can tell from that. Oh I my god, that. I have a story. <laughs> Please yeah, this tell. is the story. So um I was dumb and I brought my like $600 designer glasses on the trip. And um, so we were on one of those, they call them like raft parties where all the boats tie up in the middle of the water. And we were all partying. Like we were literally like jumping off boats, like, you know, slamming shots and stuff. And um, I'm about to jump off the yacht. And so I pull my sunglasses off and I hand them to Yessie and I'm like, hey, can you hold these while I go dive? And so I go, I take some Jaeger, I jump off the boat, I do my thing. And then next thing I know, she jumps off right behind me. And then I'm like, Yessie, where are my sunglasses? (laughs) And the sunglasses got lost in transit. And like, I'm pretty sure they fell to the bottom of the sea. And like, we spent like an hour. I was really upset. I was being super dramatic about it. Like at the end of the day, it's just sunglasses, (laughs) like whatever. But I I completely overreacted and was like crying and stuff. So that was the one incident that happened. But Yessie, of course, is like my best friend. So she made it right and everything. So I would never hold that against her. No, that's good that she made it right. Of course, it is always yeah. a pain. The sunglasses are like the easiest thing to lose. I mean, I know personally, I've lost two pair of Ray-Bans and I've just I'm done. I don't I can't do it anymore. I'm not buying anything. I've just converted to the cheapies. I'm like, whatever. I have this thing on Amazon that I buy like three for 21 bucks and I'm done. That's it. I just, every time something breaks, I lose them. I'm just mm-hmm. like, oh, another three. Like, it's right. like, no, it's like a three pack. Like I went to, right before Lost Lands, I went to Forever 21 and I bought like three pairs of super cute, like cheap sunglasses. And I already lost two of them. Like, I don't even know where they are. So <laughs> just point, something that point just proven. recycles. I don't know why it's such a bad habit to get into too yeah, like especially we, I, at shows yeah oh my goodness. i think i have to buy a new pair every time i go to a festival i know yeah, i agree so. yeah one use <laughs> um yeah literally one and done so i want to pivot back because you brought up miami music week yes. and you were teasing that y'all were or you yourself was also helping out with um another like promotional company and whatnot so let's dive into that i want to know what are y'all doing out there in miami music week because there's only you know there's some dubstep out there but there's not like a ton for the whole Mm -hmm. week (laughs) yeah yeah we are doing behind the scenes industry things out in miami so i gotta do a huge shout out to my fam at blank canvas presents um they are one of the biggest promoters in florida really in the south and they're known for their miami music week events so this year you know i'm on board doing socials and pr and marketing and stuff for them we're throwing 25 events in five days. That's so insane. it's like off to the races right now. We're selling tickets. We're yeah, it's bam, bam, bam. Every day announcements left and right. <laughs> 25 shows in five days. That's insane. Oh, yeah. Miami Music Week is just insane. You're going to have a blast. Even <sighs> even if a lot of that's work, you're still going to have a blast. No, yeah, it's I mean, like it's spring break in Miami. Who doesn't want to go out there? It's actually blizzarding right now in Denver. It's like one degree outside. So I'm ready to go to Miami. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, yes, that's 
that's why everyone comes here. That's why everyone comes here. Everyone loves it. Florida. So that, yep, yeah. Yep, no rules. Yep. <laughs> yep. No, also that. No rules. Also unfortunately. that, yeah. <laughs> unfortunately. Okay. So 25 shows in five days. That's a lot. There's a lot of different artists. I looked over some of them. You got all sorts of different. You got a few dubstep. You've got some big house. You've got big room music, uh, regular house, trance, yeah. all sorts of ones. So if we were to like, Give this a quick synopsis, a quick like, well, you know what? Let's do it. Let's do a bit. We'll do a bit right. What are your top three of the week that you, you could recommend to people you'd recommend to go check out for blank canvas promotions by end user? Easy. Um, so number one is going to be Dubstep. Dubstep has my heart. So that's the Deadbeats versus Cyclops Records party. That's going okay. down at the Mono Warehouse on Friday of Miami Music Week. That shit's about to pop off. It's, <laughs> it's the second year we're doing it. So like it, it is what it sounds like. It's the two labels with their artists doing back-to-backs all night long. So that's yeah. insane. That one's cracked. Um, and then our favorite, I, you know, I I'm gonna bet a lot of money that our favorite Kendama playing artist is gonna show up. <laughs> but Zed's Zed's got to go back to back with someone so I'm voting for that Kendama playing artist that everyone loves yeah no 100% <laughs> I'm not going to say who it is either but he'll probably be there no names <laughs> <laughs> no names no names no names Kendama DJ right um, yeah well and then I mean I can keep going if you want number two go. number two bring it in yeah number two you guys know dubstep again so this is our second dubstep party it's called outro closing party and it's in the warehouse it's on Sunday of Miami Music Week and we've only announced question marks for the lineup so far. So that means that the artists on it are playing Ultra and we can't announce them till after March 1st. So Ooh. you're not going to want to miss it. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be I'm deep I... in the warehouse for that one. What day did you say that was on? That's on the 26th. So 26th. That's Sunday. I have to drive yeah. down for that question mark, yes. question mark show. <laughs> right? It's like, who are the, there's a B3B happening. Mm, so. Okay, that's all I got to say. Party number three, party number three. What's the last one? What's the big one? Give me a good one. I'm ready to party. Okay. So this is a classic music week party at the pool. It's the spinning records takeover. And like, I don't know about you, but 10 years ago, I was listening to SoundCloud and a ton of them songs that I liked had that S, that S logo, you know, spinning. Yes. Yes. We've been listening to spinning for years. And so for me, it's really cool to go to parties like this because it's a different vibe. It's like the house, the pool, um, and you never know who's going to show up. Like last never year, know. last year, um, I freaking ran into Armin Van Buren, you know, at the pool. He was a Just special hanged. guest. Just <laughs> there, Cascade showed up. I was like, what is life? That's so crazy. Yeah. The let's, big hitters show up for that. Let's, uh, I want to show off. I was, so I was typing it in as we were discussing it. So here is the spin sessions. There's the Alan Walker looking like the headliner there. And a bunch of others. Sorry, I can't zoom in with hey, that. Craze. But I got the pool. Look at this pool for those who can see it. Oh, no. There it That's is. That's the one so, right there. That is a cool looking pool party. There's uh pool parties. They're just fun. I don't know what I don't yeah. know what makes like, I don't know. They're just they just are something about the vibe of them during the day are so much fun. It um like we went to they started putting pool party shows here in Tampa. They've started doing sound at like the hard rock at this club called water. They've had some pretty decent artists and like Elenium came to town one time and it was just, I don't know, something, a whole different vibe. You played like a two hour set. It's just completely different than like your normal daytime set that you, or rave in general. Yeah. Both, both 
they're just something different about them. It's a whole different vibe, different feel. And mm-hmm. they usually end up playing longer. It's um the pool parties. I know this isn't like a, a definitely more of a Miami thing, but I always think of Vegas yes. for pool parties. Always. It's like Dude, they're, they're staple. And um, so I wonder, have you been to EDC week? Of course. Oh my gosh. I've done EDC week three or four times now. Okay. I'm jealous of that. That <laughs> is uh, not cool. I've gone zero times, oh, but it's fine. <laughs> are you, you're not going this year? Uh, I don't. Probably not. Probably not. Probably not. not. In the we'll cards. see. I don't want to. You can't show my cards yet. No, I'm kidding. I have no yeah. idea. But we'll wait and find out. Okay, so you've been to EDC Week. You're you've been to have you been to Miami Music Week? Mm-hmm. You have. Yeah, yeah. That's right. We talked about that. I apologize. You yes. have been to Miami Music Week. So, what? Let, let's compare the two. Miami Music Week versus EDC Week. Go. Oh, what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts here? Ooh, okay. EDC week versus Miami Music Week. I think that Miami Music Week is more modern than EDC week. I think of EDC week as like um, traditional rave, like like the foundations of raving. You know, that's what I associate EDC with because it's been around for so long. Like what has it been around for 20 years or something like that? EDC has, but I thought they introduced EDC week literally like three or four years ago. Like it's pretty oh, fresh. Did they? Yeah, okay. yeah I, I could be wrong. Let me, the week I'm, I'm going to bring out the Google real quick. See yeah, let's Google that shit. Well, and like, it's just something about the casinos, right? Because where else in America are you going to get that vibe where it's like EDM mixed with casinos? It's like ravers walking around in fishnets with their butts out in the hotel lobby of the Venetian. Like yeah. what? <laughs> I just think of it as like very traditional, like cabaret, you know, Marlboro girls, like things like that. Yeah, it's definitely it definitely flows with the Vegas vibe. I mean, they, they those pool parties kind of happen anyways, whether and the clubs are always going every night. They have yeah. artists have residencies there. I actually that I never thought of it until you mentioned it like that. But I now that you've mentioned it, your argument, I'm like, okay, wait, she has a valid point. Like it's actually for real. <laughs> I was going to rebuttal it at first. And then now I'm like, wait, she's kind of right. Like it's a little different. Yeah. It's different. I, it's the desert too. Like there's really something about being in Vegas where it's like, I'm in a filter bubble. I can do whatever I want right now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yes. It's its own world. I mean, literally, mm-hmm. there's literally nothing around it. It's just deserted sand and mountains. I, like yeah. there's just nothing around it, but then it's a city that shouldn't exist. Mm-hmm. no agreed <laughs> and like it's yeah. yeah so you're like i guess if it doesn't exist I can't fun. well and it's cool because i feel like so i went to my first edc in 2018 and i you know i went with a crew who had been several times before and so they showed me the ropes and i thought it was such a cool concept that that whole week leading up to the festival there were different like label takeovers like basecon had a pool party i think we went to the base rush pool party with sudden death and like I just thought that whole concept was really cool. And that was when, before I had started Doves of FBI, before I had gotten into the music industry, like that to me was the premier EDM week. But now, you know, being in the industry, I think of Miami Music Week as like the kickoff for festival season. Like Ultra Music Festival, it's pretty much the first big, big festival of the year that goes down. And so I think of that whole week as like a time for artists to showcase their new music and like test it out. It's like new stage designs, new sets, like it kind of like sets the tone for festival season. Yeah, I I I 100% agree with that because I always thought of EDC as the mark of like, all right, season starting because I know that's when EDC is showcasing their year their Mm -hmm. full year of stage designs and everything they do alter like circuit grounds a bit but like the main stage reveal 
gets carried to EDC Orlando, then EDC Mexico, yeah. and then EDC Japan. Like it, it gets carried on, and you get to premiere it at EDC Vegas. So I, I hundred percent agree with that. Ultra has always been a weird one for me because it is like it's in March, but like it never. It doesn't feel like it's the beginning. Like I know it's in spring. Right. Yeah. It just doesn't. And have you been to Ultra at all? No, I've actually never been to Ultra. I've only been to Miami Music Week once, and that was last year. That's um, still. Miami Music yeah. Week is well okay. We almost missed talking about that. We were gonna so yeah. sidetrack. <laughs> Miami Music Week is like its own animal. I mean, just blank canvas alone with twenty five shows is insane, dude. Is insane. They are cracked. <laughs> like, like yeah. I mean, I'm sure EDC Week comes close to the amount of shows numbers, but it's Miami. No, and to your point, like, I think I, I, so last year when I was working for Blank Canvas, I looked up like MiamiMusicWeek.com or something just because I was curious. There were over a hundred shows on that site alone. I was like, holy crap, there were like 20, 30 pages of shows just for five or six days. Yeah. And like, uh, yeah, Music Week is definitely bigger than EDC Week, I would say. Yes, because, and because it does kind of encompass like all music. That is part of the reason. Mm -hmm. But I mean, again, it also leads right into Ultra. Like it's like the week. And then boom, ultra, and it continues on. It's like a party all week. Like I never knew. It sounds funny living in Florida because like we don't, we don't really go to ultra. We don't do much in Miami because it, it's very expensive for mm-hmm. considerate compared to the rest of the state. So you're kind of like, all right, if I'm gonna go vacation somewhere, I'm gonna go out of state. I'm not gonna go like like literally. That was a discussion for us. We were like, do we go to ultra or do we go to EDC Vegas? And it was like we're gonna go to Vegas every time because we live in the state and it's almost mm-hmm. the same price. But like, yeah, it is just an all week party. Like I had friends when I moved away from Florida. I had friends I knew in my new town that were like, I'm going down to Miami for Miami Music Week, and I was like what like yeah. i was never not i was like excuse me and they're like what it's a week of party and blah, blah, blah. i'm like i guess that's true i never i never thought of it like that yeah but, well and it's interesting too like the different crowds right because uh miami music week you get the spring breakers and that like that to me is a lot of chads let's be real it's like the older crowd that loves techno and house and then it's chads and like university kids from the east coast going all the way down to miami to party and then sometimes you get the headbangers, but I feel like Miami's not super, super big on the headbang stuff, like the dubstep crowds. Definitely more of a house house area. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Like house, tech house. Yeah. All of that kind of Club stuff. Space. And then Club Space. Oh my gosh. I just bought tickets to Club Space, actually. I, I actually saw your tweet. I was like, <laughs> oh shit, it's going. That's, it's happening. <laughs> that is insane. Cause it's, it doesn't, it, it goes to like, I've actually never been. I'll be straight up. I've Live never in been. Florida, never been. <laughs> but if I'm correct, it goes to like, sunrise like it just keeps the party going this weekend so like miami music week that sunday night i want to say that they go into like monday midnight or like some oh weird thing God. like that it's like the like recovery party or like miss work party or something they <laughs> called it last year i don't know but yeah we're planning on going after outro so we'll be there till sunrise <laughs> that is absolutely insane that's insane yeah i can't I've... it's like you know you're a veteran raver when you go to space <laughs> yeah that's kind of true yeah, <laughs> yeah when interesting to, when you go to space maybe think you're just launching in a rocket it's like, it basically is no and then well my last point that I was going to make was like Miami Music Week also has all of the big like winter music conference where all the industry people get together and they get to like talk industry things and then um I know edm.com is also having like a networking event and like a demo thing where artists can bring their demos to label representatives and stuff like that so I think it's really cool. Miami is just kind of the place to be, like if you're on the back end of the industry. 
That's interesting. No, yeah, that's very true. I didn't I didn't know they did like conferences and stuff too. That's in, that's a whole another side of it. I had no idea existed. That's awesome. Yeah, it's super interesting. Like the whole industry is just so big down there. Like the stage managers, the TMs, the managers, like promoters, you know, there's so much to it behind the scenes. There is, there is. And and, and it's mostly not known. And as you've gotten more and more involved in the scene, what is like one thing you've learned from the industry or about the industry that you could share? Yeah. I mean, like my personal experience is that it is what you make it. And so, you know, if you, if you want to get into the industry, you need to lead by example. And like, you're going to be really uncomfortable when you first start off, you're going to be like, oh, are they judging me? Or like, maybe I shouldn't be here. But at the end of the day, like if you work hard and you chat people up and you treat them like humans, like it's really going to have a lot to give back. And like, it's fun too, at the end of the day, if, if you can find ways to monetize what you're doing in the industry, that's even better. That's my yeah. take. Yeah. You think it's better to be on this side of the industry or the people creating music? Ooh, that's really interesting, actually. So There's like a... artist, artist and producer side versus like TM management promoter. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I just think it's so interesting, the dynamic between artists and promoters, right? Because like the artists are like, oh, you know, I'm so talented. Like I deserve to be booked. But then the promoters are looking at it like, I can only book a certain amount of, or like a certain type of artist because that's what will sell right now. So it's like two different lenses. Like the artists look at it from the music perspective only. And then the promoters look at it from the perspective of like trends and like what the fans want to hear and things like that. So, I mean, I personally, I'm not as talented. I could not produce. Um, so for me, I love being on the back end of like management and advancing shows and like pitching my artists out and stuff like that. Yeah, no, I definitely think it's definitely funny to the two sides of it, because definitely one is more not that artists just aren't like concerned about money, but there's a little bit more of like a creativeness versus like a business mm -hmm. side. Not, you know, what I mean, like there's that totally. kind of line in the sand. The artists that seem to do the most lately or, or that have grown the most lately seem to be the ones that can kind of wrap their heads around like, hey, this is yes, I, this is my passion, but like I got to run it as a business and that mm -hmm. kind of helps them propel especially when it comes to like social media and branding whereas that has yeah. just evolved into such a big part of the community and industry not just in in music but also in movies and all that because like you know if you have a following you can build a following the promoter is going to see that and go well that means he can attract a crowd you know like and then that gets mm -hmm. that, per that that artist into the club i mean i've talked to some you know up and coming people and that's one of the things i'm like i i feel like social is as annoying as it is like fucking put out tiktoks like, just put them out. like you never know what's yeah. gonna happen that is a huge debate between artists right now too because like i see certain artists on twitter being like it's so cringy watching all of these producers try to make tiktoks and like go viral but then on the other side of it it's like well, I work so hard to make this music that I want the world to see. So why wouldn't I play the game? Like if that's the game that it needs to be played, then I'm going to play that. You know, it's like you have to be hungry no matter what. Yeah, yeah, it it, it is. I, I, I can see both sides, to be honest. It's definitely like a really hard thing. And especially again, like if you're, your creative juices can only take you so far and mm -hmm. you don't want to you know, take away from your music creativity by putting it into to social media. And then you're right. Then you're, you, you, and then social media brings its own challenges because you don't want to be creating music to get 
you know, a, a viral clip. You want to be mm-hmm. creating, you obviously most likely want to be creating music, I would think. I don't want to speak for every artist, but they probably want to be making it because they love it and they want to be performing it live. But then it turns out like, oh, I need this so I can make a clip, you know, and or it's a funny sound. And, and, and but I mean, again, you know, you look at Subtronics and, in that one Grizz collab, um, Grizztronics. Grizztron- I think I almost said <laughs> and Grizz Grizztronics too. <laughs> but like that, when you know that mm-hmm. sound went on TikTok and blew up, and I'm not saying that's the reason he's big, but you can't argue that it probably helped. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, and like, um, you know, it sucks too because you can't just like casually do social media it's one of those where now the algorithm is so freaking intense that like you have to be posting every day like if you want to grow your account and actually get more followers you know side note I feel like you lose more followers than you gain at least on some of these brands that I've been managing like they're losing followers every day so I have to be like on top of it trying to flood that out by getting new followers so it's just (laughs) like a hamster running on a wheel trying to post 10 stories a day and like comment on everything they're tagged in and then also post tweets and also post tiktoks and like be on youtube and like be on spotify and soundcloud and like everything (laughs) oh my gosh it is never ending and you are a hundred percent right i i was thinking about this ironically today when i was driving that i was like it, it really does come down to consistency it just Mm -hmm. there's no like special formula yes sometimes you know it really can grow occasionally you can get big overnight and you used to be able to on tiktok but now it's just yeah so much of it is just hey i can consistently put stuff out the algorithm's gonna start showing you more people start Mm -hmm. interacting more they're seeing you more and more and eventually they fall like you know what i mean like it's just I literally can think of people that have come up on my for you page where like I first time I saw them it's a funny video and I like all right, swipe, see him again. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's another funny video. Swipe. And then like by the third, fourth time, I'm like, all right, well, I must like this guy. So like follow, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And it just comes, it, but it is, it's funny because social media used to be creative. And now I would say it's the people that are successful on it can almost be like those business oriented people that can sit down, hunker down, kind of push that creativity to the side and be like, I can do this every day and I will do this every day, whether I'm creative or not. Boom. And it's, mm-hmm a challenge but um it's it is i've noticed it with my own socials i've had blips of where i'm not consistent yeah when i'm consistent it's night and day difference i mean dude you've had some big clips yeah yeah oh yeah thank you <laughs> yes, yeah yes. i've been seeing those too like <laughs> I, i'm like damn good for him like he's grinding <laughs> i'm i'm very much back in grinding mode uh thank goodness um but it's yeah I, there's that's a whole nother podcast as I to know. why i was on a break and whatnot and uh, i'll talk about it sometime i'd love yes. to <laughs> but we only got so much time but yeah it's getting back into the grind it's been feeling great i've been loving it i'm like i don't know why i stopped why it's good for that? the mind oh gosh yes <laughs> tell, tell me about it I, like i don't know why I don't want to, sorry, I feel like I'm babbling on, but no, I love it. But yes, a hundred percent. When I'm like where I'm at now versus where I was five months ago in the mindset of like, I'm going to work, I'm going to come out after work, I'm going to work out and then I'm going to grind for two hours and I'm going to bed. It's like night and day, how mentally I am versus where I was like, "Mm, I'm just uh, sledding things. I don't care. You know, I don't Mm -hmm. know what, you know. Yeah, just night and day. And I feel it. I feel I like it, like the person I'm becoming. The per- it's like you just like level up as you yeah. are working hard. 
it's like a domino effect, you know, because like you're riding a wave, like you're literally creating, like you're climbing a ladder, you know, like one small win turns into a medium win, which leads you to a big win. It's kind yeah. of addicting. Yeah, yeah, 100%. So I know you do a lot of social media too, which is why we have our connection and we talk about that occasionally. But talk about, I kind of want to know, how is it that you're able to manage so many brands? Because I know what you're doing. <laughs> you are, your social media, your day job, your actual job is as a brand manager, which involves usually some social media. Um, does it? I know some jobs are, everyone's um, different. That so. one, that one, no, I don't do socials just because we have a full-time social person. So I work at Colorado School of Mines, which is an engineering university. So I mostly do like di publication design, um, trademark stuff, graphic standards, guides, logos, nice. things nice. like that. Yeah. I, I had to double check because I know at my job, same thing, they have brand and social or my old job, they had them separated, but some jobs I know have them combined. So I wasn't mm -hmm. sure, but okay. Yeah. So you're doing brand marketing, brand management on one side, which is still its own yes. animal. And then you're doing freelance social media work for, well, obviously Dubs of FBI. You're working the socials there. That's your baby. You've yep. got Millennia Momentum, which I was hoping we'd get to today, but we might run out of time. <laughs> Blank okay. Canvas and Welcome Records. So that's, mm -hmm. I'm going to go with four right there. I'm counting. Plus, yeah. I'm sure you're individual artists. How are you, how are you able to handle all this? I just think it comes down to like pure passion and love for the music that we're working with and like just pure love for elevating artists. Yeah. Um, you know, there's days where Monday I was down bad. I was like, dude, I'm sick as fuck of this social media stuff. Like I'm quitting, <laughs> like literally. But then, you know, I just realized like, why am I doing this to begin with? And it's because EDM has provided me with some of the most meaningful moments of my life. And it's connected me with the most meaningful people that I've ever met in my entire life. So I'm just kind of right now along for the ride and yeah, it's like stressful and sometimes I go a little crazy, but that's why I need to lean on my friends. And at the end of the day, it's so rewarding. Like I want nothing more than to be able to share this music with the people that I love. So that's really what keeps me going. I mean, that's a great answer because if you think about it, like that's what you want in your job. If you were mm -hmm. to, if you were able to say, I am happy with this job, don't care really what it pays and just want to do it like that's what you want you want to be able to like i love it so much i don't care like, exactly it makes a huge difference i mean that's part of the reason i can only speak on my own experience but that's part of the reason why i was taking breaks with my own socials because i hated mm -hmm. a job i was at and it was affecting me out of work i was so over doing social media for this job that i was like i yeah. can't i don't have any more time for my own so that's a lesson learned for some people don't do it. If you like social media, do it for yourself. You'll make more money. You'll have a better time. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. You, love. you have to do social media for fun brands, Ugh. not boring, not boring ones. <laughs> and there's very few thin and thin on that one for sure. Yeah. Um, well, I have one more question for you. We only got about four more minutes before Zoom kicks us off here. We always could go longer and we could do it. We could, we could go longer. We can buy them. Do you want to go? I'm do you good. have time? We'll see. Okay. Yeah, okay. I'm down. Okay. <laughs> Um, but <laughs> how are you living yourself for every day? It's a very broad question. Uh, I love to ask my guests this just because it kind of encompasses everything we've talked about and gives like people a look into, you know, your passion and whatnot. So, uh, how are you living yourself for every day? Yeah. Well, I just have to say, like, I take day by day, I take it day by day. And the main way that I do that is I wake up 
And I go to the bathroom and I start playing the Mindset Mentor podcast. They're like short 15 minute ones. And then what I'll do is I'll put my headphones on and blast my favorite song or blast the song that I'm hooked on right in the moment that I know is going to get me in a good mood. So I, I just think like feeding yourself those little like rewards, like listening to that good song over and over again at the beginning of the day and like setting yourself up for success mentally, that's the biggest thing. And then number two is just realizing what your priorities are when you lay your head down at night. Like number one for me, that's my family. And so, you know, I train, my parents got a puppy a couple months ago. And so I'm kind of like the lead on training for him every Sunday. So that's a cool thing I get to do with my family every week. And then, you know, number two is like, travel is my second biggest priority because at the end of the day, I'm not going to slave my life away for some employer. I'm going to go out and explore the world in the short amount of time that we have. So I just think it's like realizing that you only have a finite amount of time on this earth and like you should be really kind to yourself and you should let yourself do the fun things and let yourself, you know, listen to those songs that you're obsessed with and eat eat the in and out, eat the Chick-fil-A, like just be nice to yourself, really. No, I, I I love everything about that answer. Uh, yeah, absolutely. You gotta gotta treat yourself. That's literally fully encompasses the theme of the podcast, which is live yourself for every day. And that's you know that's why I have you on here. I feel like you are doing that, and that's so key that you, Thank you. have that behind you of just the love for your job, the love for hey, I got these priorities, and I'm gonna make sure I hit these things. That these are what I love to do, and you know it, it's uh it's it's super hard to find those priorities one thing i think it takes a lot of effort for people to find out like i like this and this and then not only that to then go i'm not gonna let anything get in the way of those you know that's mm -hmm. that's a hard thing to do uh especially you know for for freelancing jobs right i mean that's hard to manage but like yeah when you love them and you don't want them to get in there your passion and your priority and you're like i'm not giving them up for anything, anyone, blah, 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 you know, whatever it is. It's, um, it's a lot hard, it's a lot easier said than done. <laughs> I'm sure. You oh, oh absolutely. That. And it's like a mental thing too. You know, like it goes back to the travel priority for me. It's like a lot of people are really scared to take vacation time or like maybe they have jobs that doesn't let them take vacation time. For me, I'm just kind of like, I ask for forgiveness. Like if you guys are going to get mad at me for going on a three week Europe trip with my mom, then go screw yourself. Like, I really don't care. So that's kind of the attitude I have about that. <laughs> I will find another job. <laughs> Literally, I'm like, good luck. <laughs> yeah, <I was> like, <laughs> uh, no, I love that. Um, Chrissy, I, thank you so much for coming on today. I, I greatly Absolutely. appreciate you taking time out of your week for this. I had a blast having you on. We talked a lot. We didn't even get to everything I was hoping to get to, but there's so much more we could have done and talked to which just means you're going to have to come on again. I'm sorry. I'm but, so down. Uh, it just means that's all it's going to, that's all I'm saying. It's going to happen to have to happen again, but um, yeah. enjoy Miami music week. Enjoy Thank working you. for blank canvas. Keep the things up with dubs up FBI. Um, that's all I got for you. We're going to, I'll put the, your socials and all that in the description, but until that, until next time. Bye everybody. Peace. Keep killing it fam.